Do you wake up and think of all the ways the day could go wrong? Does a list of worst-case scenarios play on a loop in your head? Can the littlest thing set off a spiral of what-ifs? Focus on the Family Canada has created a free PDF booklet filled with professional advice, biblical insights, and follow-up resource suggestions to help you better understand and navigate anxiety in your life. Download your free PDF booklet at focusonthefamily.ca slash anxietypdf. That's focusonthefamily.ca slash anxietypdf. God said, I'm going to help you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He said that my weakness is what he loves. His strength is made perfect in weakness. And I love telling moms, do you feel weak today? That's exactly where God wants you. Well, that's Heidi St. John, and she's our guest today on Focus on the Family with your host, Focus President and author Jim Daly. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Fuller. All right, John, so Sunday is Mother's Day. Yes. How have your children honored Dina on oh, Mother's it's, Day? It's been everything from breakfast in bed, whether she wanted it or not, to homemade <laughs> cards, to oh. uh, hit and miss gifts, all sorts of different things. Those, yeah, those are all the things Jean mentioned. I asked her last night, knowing we were going to uh, do the broadcast today, but she said the same thing, breakfast in bed, which always meant cold everything. Like the toast would <laughs> yeah. be super cold because, you know, the kids With aren't globs it. of jelly on it. Yeah. <laughs> but, and then the homemade cards, uh-huh. those have been the things that she remembers the most. I think we still have some of those tucked away in a, you know, time capsule That's that we nice. keep. Yeah. So it's great. Uh, but today we are grateful uh, for moms, of course, with Mother's Day around the corner. And we are going to speak to a special guest today about that mom calling and being a mom. Motherhood is so unique and it cannot be challenging. I think today in this culture, we want to make sure that we encourage you in that role as mom and follower of Christ. And Heidi St. John uh, has some reassurance and some hope for you. Uh, she runs Mom Strong International, which is an online ministry for women. And uh, she and her husband, Jay, have seven children and three grandchildren. She knows a lot about being a mom and uh, about being a grandmother as well, I guess. And she's a very popular speaker and author. And uh, her book is Becoming Mom Strong, How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. And we'll invite you to contact us for your copy. Our number is 800-A-FAMILY, and you can also stop by focusonthefamily.ca. Heidi, welcome to Focus on the Family. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. Now, you are uh, this mom blogger. You've got a very successful blog, and you're talking to a lot of women from around the world. What What's a common thing that you're seeing that they are encountering in being a mom? Kind of the the obstacle. Oh, I don't know that there is one obstacle. Give us a couple. I I think moms feel uh, the culture has really made motherhood into a stopover on the highway of life. You know, it's it's this thing you do for this, this small season of time. They don't realize the impact that they're having. They don't realize that these children that they're raising today are going to be tomorrow's teachers and tomorrow's leaders. And so I've been spending the last, you know, 20 years of my life trying to encourage them that what they're doing right now is God's going to use it for eternity. And so just, I think they feel a lot of them undervalued. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, you're having kids. Oh, that's a sweet. What else do you do? Right. You know, what yeah. el- What else do you do? And I love to tell moms, it's okay if your dream is to be a wife and a mother. It's okay if your dream is to raise those children to love and serve and follow the Lord Jesus. And it's all right to pour your life into it. These kids are worth it. So just encouraging them in the day to day, you know, you yeah. can get, it can get exhausting, as you guys know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do think, and I, I applaud that fact that uh, you're a mother of seven and a grandmother of three. So you know the calling. And this doesn't let uh, dads off the hook, by the way. We oh, also no. have to be engaged fathers. So yeah. I just want to make sure as we go into Mother's Day, 
we're recognizing the role of dads too. But I think even with Jean, you know, before we had our first, Trent, uh, she was teaching nuclear gene splicing in labs at the university here. And she loved what she was doing. And I remember the professor said that she was working for, you know, are you are you trying to have children? She said, yes. And he said, boy, this is not, you can't be doing nuclear yeah. gene splicing if you're trying to have children. So that really allowed her to kind of free herself up from that vocational approach and mm-hmm. then concentrate on the kids. And mm-hmm. that's what she thankfully has been doing. We have, you know, 20 and 18 year old sons that are thriving, I think in part, in large part because of mom. And that's oh, what yeah. you're saying. Oh yeah. I think, I think we underestimate the value of motherhood and we underestimate what it's going to do in the culture, you know, years from now, because these moms chose to focus on their children. Heidi, um, another amazing attribute of women and moms is their ability to look at themselves first. I've often said that on the broadcast. I, you know, men, we run from our shame. Women tend to go, yeah, it was me. I'm the one. <laughs> and they'll even say that when it's not their fault. Well, because their kids will tell on them. <laughs> right. Like, well, if, if you have to do that, you know, because you got all these little reflections if you walk around. Oh, no, mom, that's actually not how it went down. Right, well, in fact, you, know? you mentioned in the book the two big mom fails that you had on the same day. And I love that. And Jean loved that because it was so, uh, you know, great to see you reflect on that. What were they? Well, I think one of the first ones was realizing uh, that I'm not going to be able to get it all done. I think I told a story kind of early on in the book. Um, it's funny. There's okay. There's a lot of things that happen when you're raising seven children, right? Every single <laughs> one of them is different. And I, I, I did not feel equipped for the job. And I think this is another thing that's so important for women to understand. You don't have to feel like you're going to have it all together. You don't have to feel like you know what you're doing. You don't have to feel like, you know, I, let's say like me, you didn't come from a home that modeled it well. Yeah. And so maybe you haven't seen it done done very well. And I remember very distinctly uh, one time in particular, I'm, I'm trying to go to bed. This is so typical of me. I'm trying to go to sleep and I'm thinking there's something. I'm missing something. Something. <laughs> is, it a, is it an orthodontist appointment? No. Is it, uh, did I take the roast out of the freezer? I, I think I did. Did I put the clothes on the washer and the dryer? I'm not really sure if they're mildewy. We'll wash them again. Yeah. All the things. And in the morning, my little six-year-old came in and she said, you know, mom, the tooth fairy didn't show up. And I was like, oh, that's what it was. It was a tooth fairy. It was a tooth fairy. And I'm, I'm you know, jabbing my husband next to me. And I'm, I'm like, listen to your daughter, you know. And she's like, mom, you said she would come. And she, did, she didn't come. Well, while this is happening, you know, Jay's trying to wake up and, and roll out of bed because we have a routine by now, right? Because this has happened to us many times. And he's running into the room and putting it, you know, somewhere under the covers. <laughs> right. And so then it's her fault, right? <laughs> we're like, right. no, no, you looked in the wrong place, right? right? The tooth fairy did come. Yes. Yeah, we're getting this. We're, we're getting this, this whole thing uh, all mixed up. But I remember just telling my husband, I said, I feel like every time I turn around, I'm failing at something. I'm failing at something. And he, you know, for 32 years now, loved me so well. He was like, did you think it would be different? Did you really think that we were going to skate through this thing and are, we're going to get all of, you know, get it all right? And I, I looked at my daughter and, uh, and I, something I love about the innocence of children. And I was able to say, you know, mama told you that the tooth fairy was going to come. And when mama says the tooth fairy is coming, the tooth fairy is coming. And then I thought, <laughs> and if she doesn't, what am I, you know, what am I going to do? You don't have to have it all together. And I think I look back at my uh, raising those kids. Most of my kids are grown now. You know, that little one, uh, she's almost 11 now. And our oldest daughter is 30. And I look at those kids now and I think the times that I've failed are when God met me. 
the most. Well, and I think that was on top of you falling asleep the night before when your yeah. son was trying to tell you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're telling me. Thing. Well, that's what they do. These are teenagers, too. They come in, right? Oh, it's 11, 11 o'clock, o'clock at night. Yeah. Yes. And you're trying to prop your eyes open. I remember one time in particular, my, my son came and sat down on the bed. And this, they do this every night. They still do it because we've got a couple of teenagers still left at home. And he sat down and he was like, Mom, how did you know that dad was the one? <laughs> and I, I was like, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I just flirted. I didn't know. Jay has this ability to just go to sleep. Right. The kids will sit and talk to me, and he's like, well, I love you guys. Good night. And he'll roll over and go to sleep. <laughs> and then they'll want to talk to me about the deeper things of life. And I remember telling, they sit on the end of the bed, and he's telling me this great thing that happened to him uh, with a friend, and I fell asleep in the middle of it. And he was like, Mom, Mom, are you listening? Oh, that's right. Yes, I am listening. Yeah. Where, p- pick me up again. Where were we again? You know, <laughs> And all of those things, you, you got to look back on it. Uh, at least I do now. In the in the moment, I felt like I was failing, but now looking back, I can see that staying in there, that person, you know, that perseverance, yeah. which is patience and action, right? That perseverance, the willingness to be able to say, you know, what? I'm so sorry, I blew it. Can we start over again? Tell me again. You know, where are we? What what were you trying to say to me? I'm really sorry. And you realizing that's you don't have to do it right. You don't have to do it perfectly to come back and and circle back and say, you know what, let's try this. Yeah. Let's try this again. Motherhood is a lot about humility mm-hmm. and a lot about being willing. One of the, the things I, I love to tell moms is that, that importance of leaning into the Lord. And I think the biggest moment for me in remembering that God was with me all the time was probably after I had my sixth baby. And now you've got a picture. I've got this house full of children. We're homeschooling them, which is something I never thought that I would do. So I'm doing all of these things, trying to do them and feeling like I'm failing at everything, right? right? Because that's how moms are guilt magnets. We always feel like we're failing at everything. I woke up early one morning and I'm I'm fairly certain that I hadn't really slept at all. Went outside. I watched the sun rise over Mount St. Helens and I'm just sobbing. I'm sitting outside on my deck feeling like I, I'm never, I, I used to do quiet time. I used to be a good Christian and now I could hardly open my Bible and I feel like I'm crabby with my kids. And I was like, Lord, you know, where are you? I, I feel so far away from you. And in that moment, the Lord so faithfully, he was like, Heidi, I didn't, I never went anywhere. I'm not distracted when you're uh, when you're unloading the dishwasher. You can talk to me then. It's all right if you're nursing a baby and trying to uh, juggle a toddler that needs your attention right now or a teenager that thinks your sweater is ugly and she doesn't like you anymore. Uh, <laughs> all of those things. You say, I, he said, I, I didn't leave you. Draw your children into your quiet time because I just felt so guilty. Again, yeah. you know, it was that I haven't opened my Bible. I used to be so faithful at it and just feeling like I'm not even communicating with the Lord. And that was a turning point for me. In well, again, that's that guilt feeling, right? It totally You're is. And this is the it. enemy, right? Who yeah. wants to make you feel like everything you do is permanent. Everything that you wrong or every failure that you feel that you're encountering is permanent. And so I did something different. I went, I took all my kids to Walmart and I said, you guys can pick out a spiral notebook. And they all had to be different colors because we all know what happens. And I'll see you in an hour. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys, you know, you bicker over who gets the green one and who gets the blue one. And mom is going to go over here and get my grocery shopping done. I'll come back. So the kids all get these, you know, 15 cent spiral notebooks. And I said, I'm going to start doing my devotions with you. And I went to uh, the store and I got just a children's Bible. Nothing, nothing exciting. And I said, every day in the morning, mom is going to read the Bible. And I want you guys to write down when we're done what you're learning. And I learned in that moment two things. 
God's going to speak to me through the reading of his word, whether it's a children's Bible and I've got a nursing infant and a toddler and a grumpy teenager and whatever it is in the room with me, God can use it. He used that reading of his word in those moments and it changed my life. And what mm. what's the other thing I learned is that God speaks to his children through his word. So I want moms not to feel like they have to do something fancy. Well, I think, yeah, I think too, moms need to hear what is mom strong? What does that mean to be mom strong? Yeah. Well, it to me, it means to know that we're raising God's kids. You so know, the purpose. The purpose of motherhood is to raise children that are going to reflect uh, a love for the Lord Jesus. We're supposed to be raising kids that will be fully committed disciples of Jesus Christ, meaning we want our kids to love the Lord and to walk with him, to realize that they belong to him and that their purpose is eternal. And when they get that, when you start to see those light bulb moments go on, they're going to see it by you not doing it right, right? And you're going to get an opportunity to go back to them and say, you know what, you guys, I'm so sorry. I'm struggling with this. And you're going to struggle. You're going to struggle at some point too. I want my kids to be strong in the Lord. I want them to know who they are, that their identity comes from Christ. The world's going to tell them your identity comes from this thing or that thing. And there's so many definitions of who people are out in the culture. But I want my kids to know that God made them just the way they are. He loves them just the way they are. And the package that they were delivered to us in is beautiful before the Lord. And he has a plan and a purpose for their life. That comes from me, which comes from the word. And Heidi, you know, I'm thinking of the mom right now who feels like their teen daughter or their teen son isn't in that place. Mm-hmm. And so they're hearing this going, okay, that's more guilt. Maybe I failed because mm-hmm. I wasn't doing the right things or however she's processing that because that teenager with uh, that attitude that mm-hmm. you mentioned a moment oh, ago, yes, the ugly familiar. sweater and, you know, I don't even like you anymore, mom. But yesterday you liked my sweater. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But ha- so how does she pick up the pieces and realize that this isn't a formula and that mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. basic things are to love your child as God created them, what mm-hmm. you just said, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to trust that God's hand is upon them. Mm-hmm. What are some of those things that a mom can do to uh, either get back on track or try to encourage their children not to go off track? Well, I love that you said that that she might be looking to a formula. Yes. You know, uh, years ago, I was very into the formulaic parenting, you know, we raised our kids, started having babies, you know, in the 90s, in the early 90s. And there were several popular parenting programs out there at the time. And remember, we got invited to one of them, right? And so there was, if you just do this and this and this and this, then your kid will turn out, ding, you know, if you just check all the boxes. And we began to realize very early on that each one of our children are different. And there is no such thing as a formulaic approach to parenting. Every single one of our children need to know that uh, that they're unique and we parent them uniquely. What might have worked for my 18-year-old isn't going to work for the seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. And we, Jay, you know, of course, my husband is a pastor, so we raise our kids in a fishbowl, right? Everyone's watching. Yeah. Uh, we had some some friends that we love very much come over to our house. And again, it's the pastor's wife thing, and I'm feeling you know, the, the the guilt. And uh, she comes to my house, and she sees all these parenting books, you know, sitting on the on the coffee table. And she goes, "Oh, that's a good book." She goes, "Oh, where did you get that one?" I'm like, "Oh, so and so gave it to me." And she said, "Heidi, I noticed the book is is missing." And I was like, "Oh," and I'm I'm going to write it down. I'm like, "Oh, you've got the holy grail of parenting right. books." I'm going to write this down. These people had raised five children, five girls successfully. At that point, we only had three children, so I'm like, "Who in their right mind?" Would five children? This woman was, you know, I mean, I was just like, wow, whatever you say, I'm doing it. And she said, I don't see a Bible anywhere on your coffee table. And yeah, see how you guys are being quiet? That's what I did too. Mm. I was like, okay. It's a good point. A good point. Good point. And I, she wasn't saying, you, it wasn't condemning. It wasn't, she wanted me to know. And this was so good for me because I, I needed to know it. She said, if none of these books existed, 
Let's say no one ever wrote another parenting book again, and all you had access to was the Bible. It would be enough. This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment. This is the sound of the staff here at Focus on the Family Canada every weekday morning at 9 a.m. Petitioning God for those with crisis in their marriage, for those who want to become better parents, and those who are lifting up loved ones to the hope that one day they will know the salvation that Christ has to offer. We'd love to hear from you too. Call us today with your prayer requests at 1-800-A-FAMILY or email us at prayer at FOTF.ca. Focus on the Family Canada wants to inspire teen girls to grow in their faith with a new and improved Brio magazine. By nearly doubling the size of each magazine, teen girls will love the fresh new design, including more articles, interviews, and daily devotions focused on a growing faith in Christ. Inspire teen girls to grow in their faith. Order your subscription today at briomagazine.ca. That's briomagazine.ca. Or call 1-800-A-FAMILY. Deeks Insurance would like to remind our listeners that they have preferred rates for members of faith-based organizations. Deeks has been a licensed insurance brokerage since 1981, proudly serving the evangelical Christian community with preferred home and auto insurance rates. Having started as a family business, Deeks understands that being part of something really matters. Your church might in fact be a part of the larger Deeks family. Find out by visiting deeksinsurance.ca. Deeks Insurance, where family matters. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Heidi, you point to Zephaniah 317. We don't get a lot of people quoting Zephaniah. I can't remember the last time. And it starts with Z, but it's not the last book in the Bible. (laughs) But uh, how do moms derive something out of Zephaniah 317? Break it down. Well, the verse is that the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Mm. There's not a mom I know who can't relate to that. And so in the book, I sort of personalized it for moms. I said to the mom who feels abandoned, God says, I'm living among you. There are a lot of moms listening to this who maybe grew up like me and felt abandoned. I felt abandoned by my own uh, relationship with my father. It was very... I, I always tell people that when I got married at 19 years old, I was about as broken as a 19-year-old girl could be. Hmm. I didn't know the first thing about motherhood. I thought, I'll never be a good mother. And the Lord, through his word, that's how he works, right? So tenderly through his word has been showing me, you feel abandoned? I've never abandoned. I've, I'm living among you. To the mom who feels battle-worn, God says, I am your mighty Savior. So if you feel worn out from this right now, God's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold you up. When you feel like I can't do this for one more moment, uh, I'm, I'm going to help you. To the mom who's wondering if God is enough, the Bible says it right here, I delight in you. I delight in you. He didn't say if you get this thing right, if you be sure and give your kids, you know, three balanced meals every day and you don't and you don't miss a, a stop, it's fine. He says, No, I delight in you. When you're afraid, God says, Lean into me, I'm gonna quiet you with my love. I can't think of a mom who doesn't need to hear that. Mm-hmm. That his love is what uh, ultimately brings that healing. And he loves you. And bad days don't make bad moms. And I think moms need to hear that. We all have we all have bad days. We all have moments when we and maybe even seasons. When you just feel like, well, that six months was a huge waste. You know, right. I, went, I went down the the wrong road, or maybe, um, I, like me, maybe we bought into this idea that if I just read this book and do it just right, everything will be right. Then when your kid doesn't do the thing, right, you feel like, why, why am I even trying? Uh, but I met a mom uh, recently. I met I met a mother, and I was talking about the importance of 
recognizing our place on the battlefield, right? The, the Bible says in Psalms that our children have been given to us like arrows in the hands of a warrior. So listen, listen to me, mama. You know what that makes you? It makes you a warrior. It makes you a warrior. You have to be a warrior to raise children in the culture right now. Mm-hmm. And so this mom came back to me after I spoke. Uh, it was a three-day event. On the second day, at the end of the day, she came up and she said, I'd given up on my child. She said, I, I have a 16-year-old daughter. Uh, her dad and I are divorced, and she doesn't want to come home, and she's belligerent, right. and she's angry. And I finally said, you know what? It's okay. She said, I want to go live with my friends for a while. So her mom said, that's fine. Go do it. She said, as I thought of myself as a warrior, and this is my arrow. That arrow does not belong to your neighbors. That's the arrow God gave to you. She said, I called my daughter up at her friend's house, and I said, I love you, and I'm coming to get you. I'm coming over there right now. And her daughter was like, nope, I don't want you coming. She said, no, I'm coming. And I'm bringing a milkshake, and I'm bringing whatever else you want. And we're going to talk about this thing. She said, I brought my daughter home, you know, angry and depressed. She said, Heidi, uh, the Lord's doing something. He's starting to restore that relationship, and he's doing it because I took my place on the battlefield, because I remember this this child is mine to raise, and I need not give up. And I know it's going to be hard, because it will be, but it's yeah. worth it. Heidi, we're down to the end, man. You have given so much great advice, but I would love to ask you, uh, kind of rapid fire style, what are some things that a mom can do uh, to get on a healthy track, if I could say it that way, where the guilt load is lighter, probably will not go away, but where it's more manageable. Uh, What are some of those things that a mom can do? Well, I like to tell moms, it's okay. I hear from moms all the time who say, I'm just, I'm just so burned out, right? Mommy burnout, it's real. And I, the first thing I would tell them is you got to stop wrestling and start resting. What does it mean to rest? Because if you always feel like, you know, all I ever do is diapers and dishes and laundry and no one's listening to me, uh, I think moms need community. I think it's absolutely crucial that moms have community. We got to have other moms. You got to have that mom who's like, you know, girlfriend, what's going on? And, you and to say, know you're not the only one. Oh, yeah. What's going on? And, you know, I, people call me all the time. Hey, Heidi, wow, that post you made on Facebook. What in the world? What's wrong with you? That just seems <laughs> out, of, out of character for you. You know, do you need a mocha with extra whip right now? I'll be over in 10, right? That's what we need. Uh, we need the people that we can be real around. And I feel like moms need to give themselves permission to carve out that space for themselves. And so for me, it was um, an issue, especially working through the things that I was working through and raising young children. It was getting up early in the morning. It was it, it requires discipline. I'm not going to lie. Like we want an easy button. There is no easy button. Right. It requires discipline. But getting up in the morning, carving time out for yourself, being uh, being faithful to be in the word. And if you don't have time to be in the word by yourself, do what I did and bring your kids into it and incorporate that. But exercise, obviously, the, the resting things. Moms are the only ones. Years ago, I took all my kids to, I was speaking in Florida. We don't have sun in the Pacific Northwest like they do in Florida. Yes. We don't get sunburned in the Northwest like they do. I slathered sun, you know, sunscreen on all my kids. I slathered it on my husband. Guess who I forgot? <laughs> Me. You get burnt? I, oh, I, second degree burns oh all over my back. Blisters. Well, that is a metaphor for motherhood right it there. It absolutely is. Because why? Because I, I did all for my family and not for myself. And so yeah. I was out of commission for like almost a week. Wow. And, you know, just, uh, I mean, it was severe. And in that time, you know, later on, I thought that is a metaphor for motherhood. We do everything for our children. You have to, focus, you know, Lord, help me, show me. Um, how can I carve out time for myself? It is important, you know, and yeah. we and don't discard the idea. Don't deny it. Let me ask you this, too, because that bitterness can can grow in that moment mm-hmm. where you start to feel like I'm giving to everybody else yeah. and who's giving to me? Yeah. How do you I call man- that martyr mom syndrome. Okay. And then how do you manage that? How do you get above mm-hmm. that on top of that? 
beyond yeah. that. Well, I think the beyond it is recognizing uh, that what I'm doing is bigger than this moment. And honestly, let's be perfectly honest, we're wrestling with our own sin, aren't we? We're wrestling with the selfishness inside of us that says, I don't want to do this thing. This is where community is so important to That's talk to your mom. That's true, but it feels, it's deep. Because mm-hmm, if no sure. one's helping you, no one's tending to your needs, mm-hmm. um, that can feel lonely. It can feel it is like, lonely. you know, you're out there on a limb. Yeah. And if, do I not matter to anybody? Yeah. Is nobody seeing me? Yeah. And I get it. Yeah. I understand that. But yeah. You've got to put that down, right? The Lord sees you. The Lord sees you. And uh, one of the things that the Lord is, that I have now that I didn't have all those years ago is perspective. Right. You know, I can look back, you know, uh, when you want fruit off of a tree, it doesn't come overnight, right? It comes after years of tending and watering and praying and pruning and crying. Well, and putting and manure in the root you're system. You're not wrong. <laughs> you are not wrong. And I and, and for the mom to realize that, it, hang in there. It's going to yeah. be worth it. There are hills and there are valleys. This is how life is. I think the culture tells us, oh, if it's hard, just give up. This is what they tell you. It doesn't matter if it's marriage or motherhood or um, educating your children or whatever. Once it gets hard, well, that looks too hard. You should just give up. Let someone else do that. No, no, no. God said, I'm going to help you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. He said that my my weakness is what he loves. His strength is made perfect in weakness. And I love telling moms, do you feel weak today? That's exactly where God wants you. Mm-hmm. He wants you to say, okay, bring your weakness to me. And I'm going to show you how my strength is going to be seen in you. You guys, I could weep. I could sit here and tell you stories over 30 years of mothering where God met me when I just thought, I can't do this for one more second. And now as I'm watching my daughter raising her three, her her two little boys and a little girl, Junie, she's so cute. (laughs) uh, I know that watching Savannah raise those children is an answer to prayer that I prayed for 25 years, Lord, help me do this thing that I'm not equipped to do. Lord, why would you give Heidi St. John, the girl that can't keep houseplants alive and is about as broken as a girl could be, why why would you give me seven children? And the Lord said, because I want to show you who I am. Mm-hmm. And that's what he does. Yeah. And he uses motherhood. And I think moms need to know God's doing something in you. And you're going to look back if you don't grow weary, right? That's what God's word says. Yeah, stay don't the course. Stay the course. If you don't grow weary, there is a harvest of blessing. And it is coming. It's worth it. Stay in the fight. Heidi St. John. I mean, this is incredibly good stuff. And I hope moms are encouraged for Mm -hmm. Mother's Day coming up this weekend. They need encouragement. They need encouragement. And everybody takes for granted uh, the love of mom. Mm. And moms, you are special. I hope you're hearing that today. Heidi, thank you for being with us. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. We're so glad you could be with us, Heidi. And uh, I do hope that you, our listener, have enjoyed this refreshing message. And if you're not a mom, Maybe you can share this with someone who is. That's a great thought, John. And we hope you know Focus on the Family is here for you. Uh, We want to help you be the best parent you can be. Uh, We have lots of great resources available to you, like Heidi's book, Becoming Mom Strong. It's full of encouragement and hope for moms with kids at all ages and stages. Uh, This kind of hope is crucial in the times we're facing. There's a lot of uncertainty at every level out there, the economy, politics, all of it. Uh, Real families just like yours reach out to focus on the family every day for help and, I would say, hope. We want to continue to provide answers for families that are in need, uh, for you too. And in order to do that, we do need your help and support. Your prayers and financial gifts to Focus on the Family Canada allow us to share the healing and hope of Jesus Christ through broadcast, podcast, counseling resources, online and print articles, life-changing events like our Marriage Intensive Hope Restored, or efforts like Option Ultrasound showing a 
a pregnant woman what is happening in her body so she can be well informed to make the best decision. So please partner with us today. Be a part of Focus on the Family Canada. Donate today. Uh, get your copy of Becoming Momstrong at focusonthefamily.ca or call 1 800 the letter A and the word family. 800 232 6459. We'll have a terrific weekend and a wonderful Mother's Day. And join us again on Monday as we hear from Jason Johnson. He suggests some ways that you can help families with kids in foster care. God is far more concerned with our willingness to be faithful than he is concerned with our ability to produce a certain set of outcomes through our faithfulness. On behalf of Jim Daly and the entire team, thanks for joining us today. For Focus on the Family, I'm John Fuller inviting you back as we once again help you and your family thrive in Christ.